what I say. Of course, I've been saying that for a long time. That don't mean that nobody's listening. That don't mean that it may, makes no sense at all, even on, on the odd chance that it does. I've been saying that for a long time, Fred, yeah. You what? Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, I'll see you at the chock full of nuts tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. So long, we'll see you. I am making his prediction time. You know, it's a big thing right now, all this business of, uh, of the bicycles. Everybody's uh, getting hung on bicycles. My, I predict that the next new uh, craze will be roller skating. Now, wait a minute. Think about it before you put it down totally. Now, had I said a few years ago that people were going to go totally ape over bicycles, you would have laughed at that. Now, I'm just saying that the, the next craze will be, bi will, will be roller skating. Now, the roller skate has a number of, uh, of great uh, qualities, which uh, the bicycle does not have. For one thing, you can put your roller skates right in your briefcase. You, you can't do that with many bikes. Uh, <laughs> secondly, you can get a pair of roller skates for maybe six or seven bucks, you know, to kind of clamp on your shoes. And you don't even have to, you know, worry about the... Much of an investment. You don't have to get it uh, insured or anything like that. And another thing, too, the market in stolen roller skates, obviously, is going to be a minuscule one. And not many people are going to be out there, you know, running a roller skating, a hot roller skate ring, where they, you know, steal roller skates off guys as they're riding along the street. Now, the thing also, there's another great uh, thing to do with roller skating. It's obvious that roller skating is a great has a great uh, exercise advantage over bicycling. You agree? You don't agree. You know why you don't agree? Because you're, you're a bike cuckoo. Now, I don't know whether you've roller skated five miles recently. You will find that roller skating uh, is a tremendous exercise. If you roller skate five miles, I'm not talking about rink roller skating. I'm not talking about getting on a roller skating rink, you know. I'm talking about roller skating to work every day. And <laughs> I'm serious. I, I think I think roller skating is is a, is a, is, a, is a coming thing, and I I'm very serious about this. And you heard it here first. And I think you're going to see it happen in the big cities where where going to work is a problem. Where going to work is a real problem. Now the problem with a bicycle is that you you ride your bike around here in New York, of course, and the next thing you know, you park it out in front of the Museum of Modern Art. Forget it. Eight guys leap on that thing like, uh, you know, like maggots leaping on a dead horse. <laughs> I mean, uh, but you see, you don't park your roller skates. When you, when, you, when you roller skate to the Museum of Modern Art, you just take them off and you stick them in your little bag that you carry over your shoulder or something, that's it. And it would take a pretty nippy guy to be able to steal your roller skates while you're standing around looking at bad paintings. Now, on the other hand, uh, uh, roller skates uh, are easily replaceable. You do not have to write to Italy for a part. Not many roller skates require <laughs> require a twelve dollar tire. You see, which you have to order from Yugoslavia. Now the point the point I'm making here is that the roller skate provides a lot of the conveniences that people claim for bicycles, but don't really have. Bicycles are not cheap to begin with. You know, they used to say, "Oh, it's an easy, cheap way of transportation." Let me tell you this: the average guy who owns a bike today could use a cab for five years on what he's got in that bike. 
You buy that? You seen what bikes go for? You agree with that. So, you know, forget the economy thing. I mean, it's a, it just doesn't exist. Another thing, too, is that uh, uh, bicycles uh, are a highly dangerous form of, of, of transportation. Really, the number of people that are knocked on their you-know-what riding their bicycles along 6th Avenue <laughs> on any given day. <laughs> well, now, you don't, you don't roller skate on the street. You just roller skate right down a sidewalk when you get your skates. Uh, you know, just roller skate just like uh, anybody. It's, you're walking, see, except you got little wheels on your feet. That's all. And there's nothing in the state law against walking on a street. You're just using another form of walking, right? You buy that? Now, I'll just tell you that I, 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 I predict within, I'd say, a year, a lot of the bicycle cuckoos today will have discovered the, the roller skate. And now they will not remember that they laughed at what I'm telling them now. This is another thing I predict. I, I predict uh, that, uh, that the universal law, Shepard's universal law of the built-in tape recorder of the mind, that is the built-in tape recorder eraser of the mind, will again uh, take over. And in fact, I'll, I'll tell you, I remember one time doing a show, and uh, this, was, uh, this was some time ago. I did a show where I predicted that the foreign car would be a big deal in America. And, uh, of course, uh, I was universally laughed at. The engineers said, oh, come on, them little tin cans. And the very guys that are laughing at it are the guys that are driving around in the Fiats and the Datsuns and the Toyotas. And they forget. The, the, the thing that, that makes the, the, the human being remarkably lovable, uh, it, I think one of the most lovable aspects of the human being is his total ability to forget last year's comment or last year's belief. What he believed in last year, he, be he can forget totally by this year. And, and when he's reminded of the fact that he once believed this, he will do one of two things. He will either deny it vehemently or hit you in the mouth. Uh, sometimes he will do both. And, and I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, the, the very same report, let's take what's happening right now currently. The very same reporters who were laughing at uh, the idea that McGovern was going to be running for president just a few months ago are now frantically trying to get passes on his, uh, on his campaign trips. And they never admit that they, that they at one time, <laughs> you know. So, so the built-in built uh, erasure factor is always to be taken into account. So I am predicting that, uh, and, and this, by the way, is also the, uh, the, the great cross that uh, the predictors have to bear, the great cross that oracles have always borne throughout history, is that the oracle recognizes that within a very short time, the people who are hearing him, you know, he's sitting up there on Mount Parnassus or wherever it is he's working, you know, and he's, uh, he's got his oracle hat on and and he's issuing a great uh, sweeping statement about the future of mankind, and all the people have come to hear what the oracle has to say, and he says, I predict one day thou shalt all use credit cards. They will not use money. And everybody, oh, they laugh. They go back down a mountain. They say, that oracle is losing his grip. And sure enough, within six months, they're all running around with American Express cards in their pocket. They have forgotten completely. They laughed at the oracle. And what's more, they have forgotten that he even told them that, which is even worse on the Oracle. <laughs> so I am predicting a, 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 a sudden upsurge of bicycling, or rather of, of, uh, of uh, roller skating, and it will be in the urban areas that it will happen. 
that the bicycle has so many disadvantages. You have to keep it out. Some, you have to keep it someplace. That's one of the worst problems, especially if you live in a city, you know. You've got to put your bicycle... I have a friend who has a complete room built for keeping his bicycle. Now, you know, I mean, let's face it, when you're living in a room and a half, that's, that's going awful far out in left field for convenience. <laughs> Whereas I have never known anyone to have a space problem storing his, his roller skates. I've never said, oh, damn roller skates. I mean, I'm telling you, they're just cluttering up the place. It takes half the room here for the roller skates. Not at all. And, uh, and I suspect that if you have a, a small factory in the basement and uh, you're thinking of converting to a new upcoming industry, I would suggest skate keys. I think by <laughs> I think by this year next time, next of course what will happen like everything else in our world as soon as the as the roller skate catches on then roller skate prices will boom and it will not be because people will not they don't like cheap things I mean the average guy does not like a cheap bicycle in spite of the fact he's complaining or he tells you all the time the one thing about great groovy about bicycles is that they're very inexpensive you try to give him a thirty-six dollar bike. Oh, forget it. He pays that for the for the valve stems in the back of his Italian machine. He's not interested. He pays forty dollars just for bicycle clip pants, which he loses every couple of days. You know the clamp that you put on the pants. So that we're in a, in an affluent society, economy is only something people use in arguments. They don't want it to be you know laid on them. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to lay any economy on a guy. So. The one thing that's keeping the roller skate from making it is the fact that roller skates are admittedly cheap. They really are cheap. Do you agree with that? I mean, by today's standards. Okay, so the first guy that comes out with a $174 pair of, of roller skates with, uh, with, with balanced Yugoslavian wheels. You know, they make a whole big issue on the balanced Yugoslavian wheel. It has a, it has a special uh, stretching lambskin strap which goes over your ankle, say, to, to give you added speed, to, uh, to give you added endurance, all this stuff. I can see the ads being written, you know. And it says, uh, you'll notice that the differential in the rear of this uh, roller skate <laughs> is made of matched Timken roller bearings, which enables you to turn a corner at the blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Lindsay will immediately have to have a pair of these, which he will roller skate right through Central Park, and within five minutes... Every, every bicycle cuckoo is going to wonder what in the hell he was wasting all his time with a bike. And then there's going to be a tremendous market in used bicycles. Tremendous. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is WOR New York. Yeah, yeah it's Portugal all time. <laughs> I got a letter from a lady who insists that I should learn to speak Portuguese, and she can't tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great place, and it's a wonderful country to visit. And if uh, you're between the ages of 26, that's under 26, and over 12, you're eligible for the Youth Fair, which is really a fantastic deal. It's $210 round trip, and uh, that ticket is good for a year. If you don't know much about Portugal, it's about time you found out about it. It is the place where all the European kids go on their summer vacations, and you know why. Unbelievable beaches. Just a beautiful country. The prices are low, the food is great, and, you know, it's just a real nice place. Call your travel agent, or TAP, it's the Intercontinental Airline of Portugal, at 421-8500 for complete information about their $210 youth fair for Portugal. Oh, man.
listen, if you're looking for a really nice, pleasant, cool place to have dinner one of these uh, hot summer nights here in New York, uh, take a personal recommendation. It really is that. I'd like, because I've been going there for a long time. In fact, it's one of the first restaurants I really got involved with in New York. It's just a, you know, a walking around customer. It's the Mandarin House in the village. And their address is 133 West 13th Street. Now, they're between 6th and 7th Avenues. And it's a beautiful street, by the way. It's one of the prettiest of the village streets. And the Mandarin House has an outdoor garden. And uh, they've got a pool, and uh, they've got a little stream running through it, and it's lit by Chinese lanterns. It's very, very pleasant on a on a nice hot night. And by the way, they uh, even if it's raining, they have it open because it has a, a transparent top that goes over it that's really worth seeing. It's the Mandarin House, 133 West 13th Street, between 6th and 7th Avenues. And you better call, though, for a reservation. Their number is Watkins 90551. Watkins 90551. That's the Mandarin House in the village. Heading down the highway toward the lazy summer sky. Burning sun shining down on me. Left me kind of dry. This is Barry Farber with a skull and crossbones on this announcement. If you read to get drowsy, the Book Find Club cannot help you. If you read to stay alert and make those around you proud to be around you because they get more stimulated too, then get acquainted instantaneously right this minute with the Book Find Club. I'm going to issue a telephone number in just a minute. I'll do it three times. The Book Fine Club is waiting for you at the other end of that telephone line. This is a different kind of club. You've got all the regular expected club benefits, extra savings on regular hardcover publishers' editions and bonus books and convenience, but it's the books themselves that make the Book Fine Club a volcano in a forest of Ronson lighters. Hard-hitting books on politics, race, religion, sexual liberation. As an incentive to join now, Book Fine will send you two extraordinary books for just one dollar plus postage and handling. These books, they're typical of the books we offer, retail for about sixteen dollars. Here's what you get for your one dollar. An American Death by Gerald Frank, the true story of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We may not have all the answers about the assassination of President Kennedy, but you will have the answers about the assassination of Martin Luther King in this book. For contrast, Fields for President by W.C. Fields. This great comic springs the length of his chain and sinks his fangs into politics, babies, business, marriage. Call Oxford 71535 for a trial membership. Get an American Death and Fields for President, both for $1 plus postage and handling. Once a member, you need to buy just two more books in a year, always at discounts of up to 30% off publishers' prices plus postage and handling. Call Oxford 71535. Operators on duty right now. Oxford 71535. 
or send your name and address, no money, to Book Fine, Box 1, WOR, New York, 10018. That's Book Fine, Box 1, WOR, New York, 10018. For immediate action, call now. Oxford 7, 1535. Chairman. That recognizes the chairman of the New York delegation. Chairman, New York has caucus. Delegates are gathering for the 1972 Democratic National Convention. This is Jack Allen. Join me, Don Folsom, Walter Kiernan, and the rest of the WOR News team for complete coverage. Live from Miami Beach Convention Hall, starting Monday, here on WOR. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, used bicycles, uh, we, we, uh, I, I, I told you I was going to warn you when this was going to happen that I've been getting letters from people all over asking about our television show on PBS, you know, public broadcasting, which ran last year. Well, you can see Gene Shepard's America. It begins Saturday, July the 8th. That's locally here. Now, around the country, it's different times. I'm talking about New York City. July the 8th, 7 o'clock, that's Saturday night, July the 8th, 7 p.m., Channel 13. And uh, please, I mean, uh, do, do me a favor this time around, will you? And it's going to be continued every Saturday night, July the 8th, at 7 p.m. on Channel 13, thenceforth, right? Now, do me one favor. If you can get to a color television set, no, really, no, it's very important because in this TV show, uh, we used the idea, we, we proceeded on the basis that we're now in the 70s, you know, we're no longer in the the Dark Ages. We're no longer back there with the Stone Age. And in the 70s, to me, color on television is the equivalent of stereo in recording. In other words, it's an added dimension. You do agree with that. That, that, that color adds a whole dimension to television, just like, in fact, even more so, really, than stereo added to original recordings, like mono recordings. Very few people today would ever record anything in monaural. And uh, they assume that you've got stereo. And yet, curiously enough, a lot of people have black and white television. And uh, somehow there's a perverse joy in that. You know, it's, a, it's like you're proving that somehow you're one of the basic people. Uh, the same people drink a lot of blackstrap molasses and eat a lot of nature foods, too. But uh, the facts of the matter are that that color television adds, an, I, I believe, totally a completely different dimension to TV. Makes dull things palatable and makes good things spectacular. Is really what it does. And the shows that we did on this, this uh, series were specifically designed to be seen by people with color TV sets. We made that decision early in the uh, filming of the show. In short... We use color as an integral part of the show, not just an incidental part, but an integral part of the show. But you know, uh, I am uh, getting back to the uh, getting back to the, uh, the the principle of of the bicycle versus the roller skating world. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to predict why I'm predicting this. I'm predicting it for two reasons. Uh, why the roller skate should be shall be a big thing shortly. One, there is a great interest in the country of, in, in exercise, which is rapidly disappearing. One of the big problems in the urban world, I suspect that, that uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really an, almost an urban, 
an urban disease, it could be designated that, or certainly a, a cause of urban diseases, is the fact that it's almost impossible to get extended, uh, really extended uh, exercise. Now, unless you do something artificial, now it's quite easy to go to a place where, that's why all these exercise salons have developed suddenly, because, you know, you have to do it artificially. You go between two and five at some place where you stand around and, and, and lift weights or something like that, which can be a real drag. I mean, this is, this is to me, boring, you know? Uh, <laughs> do you agree with that? I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, this, I always think of this as, uh, you know, guys that, uh, that smoke cigars and belong to the Kiwanis Club go to this place where they, they uh, lay on their back and kick their feet in the air, you know? Uh, but that's, that's, uh, that's what you have to do in this city. Now, the bicycle is, is a kind of a, an advance in that direction, except that a lot of people are becoming a little, a little uh, concerned over the bicycle, it, it isn't the clean, wonderful, beautiful thing that a lot of people thought a few months back. One, because almost everybody I know who is into bicycles has had at least one stolen from them. You agree with that, Jerry? At least one. That's a fact. You too. And <laughs> and that can be a real shot in the head, especially when you got a hundred and a half in a, in a bike. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's a kind of a drag. Uh, secondly, you're, you're faced with the, the constant problem of repair, that most of the European bicycles are highly delicate pieces of gear. And uh, so you, you're continually uh, having the babies repaired. Your wheels get out of line, hit a rock, and the next thing you know, you got a wheel problem. Right, Jerry? And it can be damned expensive. And so the guy is now, at this point, after he's had his bike around six or seven months, he's, he sees a lot of the disadvantages which he did not see originally. Especially when now a lot of the offices, by the way, are beginning to complain about guys bringing their bicycles and putting them into the fire escape areas, <laughs> you know, where they have the, the fire. Because, uh, you know, if a, if, a, if a fire department ever comes and inspects that and they find 12,000 bicycles uh, all parked nicely across the fire escapes, forget it, friend. <laughs> all right, this is what's beginning to happen. And, and there's another thing that's beginning to happen, and that is the, the incidence of bicycle-induced injuries are really going up. Uh, that, that a lot of people... I'm not even talking about getting hit by cars. I mean, when you're, when you're cooling along on a bike uh, close to 30 miles an hour and you're up in the air, you know, you're really up in the air on a bike. You're uh, two or three feet off the ground, you're moving along, and all of a sudden... Uh, for one reason or another, you, you lose control of that bike or you flip, man, that's a, that's a hard bang. That's a hard hit on the ground. You agree with that, uh, having had a, a couple of them myself. So the, the, the point is that, that, that a lot of the great things about bicycles are really beginning to, to disappear into the reality about bicycles. Any European could have told you that stuff years ago, you know, <laughs> or bikes have been a big deal. Now, I suspect that, that, uh, that this will not affect what I'm saying is not going to affect the 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 uh, the people who take bicycle trips. I'm not discussing that. I'm talking about people who use the bicycle to get around the city. That's really what I'm just dealing with. And since we're we're you know we're living in an urban world, I suspect that most of us think in terms of urban transportation. So a guy gets a bike. So it wouldn't be groovy if I get a bike scene. I could ride up to to uh, I could ride up to 86th Street every day. See. No problem at all. You know, it's, a, it's about a 10-minute ride on a bike, see? Well, he does that for a while, and then all of a sudden his bike disappears. 
Either that, or he gets crowded to the curb by five cabs along, uh, you know, Third Avenue, and the next thing you know, he goes riding right through P.J. Clark's and uh, <laughs> scattering hamburgers as he goes, and uh, he realizes the bicycle is not an unalloyed pleasure. Uh, it's really what happened to motor scooters. You know, a few years ago, the motor scooter was a big deal in the city until too many people got knocked on their you-know-what, and uh, the insurance companies began to raise hell about it. So uh, I, I, uh, I suspect that the next move will be towards the, bicycle, the, the, the roller skate. Now, now, before you reject it out of hand, have you ever done any roller skating? Did you enjoy it? Okay. Now, that's, a, that's two basic, simple questions. Now, would you like to do it again? Would it be kind of fun? Okay, already now, we've got fertile ground. Uh, now, the next movement is is seeing somebody do it. Uh, I think what's made bicycles popular is the fact that some people look out of the window of cabs and they see guys riding by on their bikes. The, in other words, the, the uh, idea of the example is always very important to you. So the first time you see a, a, an elderly housewife, uh, you know, pushing 70, this large lady with a knit shopping bag, go roller skating by with her, with her shopping bag full of bones or whatever it is they carry in those shopping bags, you're going to say, hey, you know, that ain't a bad idea, you know? Because most people think of roller skates as a kid thing. You agree with that? Well, you know, it's a childhood thing. Well, that's exactly what people thought of bicycles just a few years ago. Do you agree with that? The most people thought of having a bike as a kid thing just a few years back. And I think they still think of roller skating in those terms. Well, now, do you know that many, many uh, offices today, and this is particularly true in Europe, uh, that the messengers, all the people who work in the offices who have to go, like, over great areas, do it on, bi on, on roller skates. Did you know that? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and it's the truth that the, that the roller skate has begun to have new respectability in a lot of areas that it did not have just a few years back. Now, we're always very slow with things here in America. America is basically a very conservative country especially when it comes to think personal things. We may be, we may be very uh, radical on one hand on politics and so on, but personally, most people are very square. They're very conservative because we're always concerned with whether or not other people are going to laugh at us. So it's going to take a lot of guts for you to strap your roller skates on that first time and go roller skating down Greenwich Avenue. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Well, it must have taken a lot of guts for the first guys to go down the street on their bicycles, you know, dressed in their suit, carrying their briefcase, the whole bit, see. It doesn't take much to go riding around the park. That's something else. The park is recreation. But to use the bike as, as a utilitarian form of transportation took a real courageous movement on the part of the first guy who did it in this city. I mean, you, know, you can imagine the laughs you get at J. Walter Thompson when you go, you know, come up to the front of the agency there on your new bike, your new Elgin, uh, your new Schwinn, or whatever it is, see? And all the rest of them are coming up there, you know, in the cabs, and I'll hear you compelling up, see? You're wearing your derby hat, and the rain's coming down. And uh, they say, what's the matter with Aki? He's flipped his cork again, you know? Look at that bike. Oh, wow. Well, he was ahead of his time. And uh, that's always the case with those who are who are, are prophets in any given time. And I suspect that one day some guy's going to come, and it has to be a hip person, see, 
somebody who, who everybody looks at as being sort of hip uh, in the office, secretly, they usually do. There's always one guy who's looked upon as the kind of the, the contact with the hip world. Now, he usually plays it very cool. You know, he has a giant mustache. He's got sideburns that go down to his, his ankles, you know, that kind of stuff. See, he, he's with it. And so one day, he's going to come roller skating casually down, uh, down Madison Avenue, you know, in and out of the crowd. He's got his briefcase. He's, uh, his, his beard is flowing in the wind. And, and every, every guy along the route is going to see this guy. Now, he's combining two things that they all do uh, secretly. They, they may do it overtly, and secretly they, they may reject it. And that is, he's actually getting exercise. He really is. You can't get around on roller skates without exercising. Unless, of course, eventually, when the, when the, uh, when the roller skate really gets popular... A Hamaker Schlemmer will bring out the new CO2-driven roller skates. They have little CO2 motors in them. And you stand on it. <laughs> you, you, you see what's going to happen. See, it always does. Because you know already, do you know that already they're beginning to sell motors for the bikes that everybody's been buying? You've seen that, haven't you, Jerry? Okay. Uh, therefore, totally defeating the whole idea of the bicycle. I could just see the guy gradually adding junk to his bike until one day he's got a Harley Davidson and he doesn't realize that's what he's done, you know. <laughs> But the but the, the the thing about the the roller skates, I think uh, at this point uh, the, the the guy that's roller skating down the street, so he's comes along, he's roller skating real great, and uh, he's he looks real cool, see, and he roller skates along Madison Avenue, and he roller skates right into the chock full of nuts, you know, and picks up his coffee to take up to the office, and then he roller skates right on out, you know, everybody's going to see this, and first they're going to laugh, you watch, they're going to laugh, see, well I'll tell you what's going to happen. Uh, he, he, as he roller the first day that, that Abercrombie and Fitch takes out a window and it says the new Belgian roller skates have at last arrived you know the ones with the stainless steel wheels the ones with the German silver heel plate uh, the ones with the gear shift lever on the side you know 18 gears <laughs> oh yeah they'll have to have t at least 10 speeds on them you know to make them to make them uh, exciting and they come in a lizard skin case with a completely matched set of tools. You know, you get this little stainless steel oil thing, and, and uh, of course, you, you, you have the, the beautiful ivory inlaid skate key, which, uh, which will be produced by uh, places like Tiffany and uh, the Mark Cross, the elegant skate keys will come in. And uh, the minute that that window appears in Abercrombie and Fitch, forget it. Uh, it's going it's, it's to go all the way. All the way, because, of, because the, the, the roller skate is eminently... Believe me, it's eminently sensible. It really is. That the idea is arriving. Now, what is sensible about it? Well, for one thing, look. Cab fares in the city have gone up how much percent? You bet. You get into a cab and you hear that meter clicking, it's your lifeblood ticking away. You can hear it ticking. That meter is making more an hour than you ever made an hour. <laughs> it's ticking away, see? All right. Furthermore... What happens the instant, the instant uh, rush hour comes? Have you ever tried to get a cab at 5.15 in New York? Forget it. Forget it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real hassle. Now, what about the subway? Well, if you, that's right. I don't have to say any more. I don't say any more. <laughs> oh, no, 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 man, I'll tell you. All right. So what is a man left to do if he wants to, say, get from, uh, say, 40th Street to... Uh, Let's say, for argument's sake, uh, 57th Street. 
Now, that's, uh, that's not a bad trip. And yet it could be expensive on a cab, believe me. Just a little trip like that, only 17 blocks. Now, wouldn't it be great if you could just walk out, just uh, reach into your briefcase, clamp on your roller skates, and you start moving them feet? And uh, you can zip along. You know how fast, you know how great you can go on roller skates. You know, you zip on. Yeah, you you scrape your knee a few times. You know, landing on your behind a couple of times. But you know, you'd be surprised at how quickly you get good at at moving around on roller skates if you're not trying to do uh, you know aerobatics. <laughs> you're not trying to do stunt stuff. Yeah, okay, you know, you can really move great. And I suspect. And one of the great things about roller skates is that uh, that. We have nothing but beautiful stuff to roller skate on. There's, you don't have to go to any special place to roller skate. You can roller skate on your own block. You know, just back and forth uh, if you want to. But the thing about the, about, the, about the roller skate, I think, which makes it basically a great idea, is that it's an extension of a human function. I mean, even the caveman walked. In fact, the first thing that man did when he crawled out of the, the ancient seas was he began to move his fins. <laughs> and he, that was a form of walking, to walk over the countryside. Okay? Now, walking is a basic human physical function. Just like uh, eating. It's part of, part of what all human beings do, regardless of whether they're a primitive tribe in Polynesia or whether they live on Park Avenue, they walk, right? Walking is a basic function. Now, anytime you invest in a basic function, you're investing in something that is a pretty sound investment. Now, putting wheels on your feet is merely a form of sophisticated walking. That's really all you're doing when you put wheels on your feet. You know, these wheels are not driven by motors in a roller skate. They're merely a way of making... It's, it's overcoming friction in walking is what really basically you're doing. Let's, have you ever analyzed what, what, a, what a roller skate does? When you walk, as you walk, the fact that, that your foot stays right where you are every time you walk, I mean, you walk down the street, see, every time your foot hits the ground, your foot stays on that position. It does not slip or slide back and forth. And this is because of two things. It's, it's because of inertia and it's because of friction. And that's why your feet stay there. That's why a guy who does a lot of very fast moving needs really good shoes so that he overcomes friction. That's right. That's why guys like, uh, like Willis Reed, for example, and guys like, uh, you know, great basketball players have these great shoes so they, they can, you know, they can really get a grip on the ground. Now, roller skating is actually the reverse. Roller skating is doing away with friction. So, so the wheel, the, the freewheeling wheel, the wheel that, which moves, means that it moves of its own volition. That's, it doesn't move because of a motor. That's a freewheeling wheel. So that the minute that you put your foot down, friction no longer exists, really. It, 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 it's at a, it's certainly at a minimum with wheels. So as you move, each movement of your foot, really, uh, you've done away with friction, makes you move quickly. So it's a controlled slide, really, is what you're doing. You're making a controlled slide. Now, this is a, a, essentially what ice skating is. Ice skating is running around on the ice. But you, <laughs> you put something very thin on your feet, 
which makes it so that your feet don't grasp the ice any longer. It slides over the ice, which is doing away with friction. Now, you notice that, that uh, ice skating is a very in sport. Now, ice skating is really big with people. People love ice skating, and it's, it's growing. Ice skating is one of, the, one of the really rapidly growing sports in America. I predict that ultimately roller skating for, uh, for transportation will be a definite factor in our country. Now, everybody laughs at this. You know, they're all saying, <laughs> I don't know how I got started on this, but, but I'll tell you what, what, you really want to know what started me on this, this subject? Well, I live uh, down in the village, and the other day I'm walking along the street, see, and I saw where a guy had, had, uh, he put, he had a chain, see, and he had chained his bicycle to the steel telephone pole. There it was, see, it was chained right to the sidewalk there. Except, it, it looked great, see, except for one thing. <laughs> the vultures had come along and had taken every single thing off of that bicycle that could be taken off, and all that remained was the frame on that. On, there's a poor, sad frame hanging from this steel thing. See? And I said, well, now here's a poor guy who, who figured that by, by uh, you know, by uh, chaining his bike to something, he's safe now. Oh, no, forget it. Zip. Gone. See? And everything, all everything, the reflectors, everything. They, they, you could see where they even tried to pry off the, uh, you know, the, the little plate on the front of the bike there, and the yoke in the front there, where the, where the, uh, where the, yeah, where the, where the maker's name is. This little plate on the front there, it said Peugeot or something. They had tried to pry that off, and apparently, this, by putting the screwdriver they were using in there and trying to pry it off, they they ripped it. See, it was so they figured out hell with it. See, they left it on there, but they tried. And I suspected if they could have stolen the the the, uh, the coat of paint off of the thing, they would have done that. But everything was gone, and there it was hanging. I thought, you know, that's that's really sad. This poor guy, you know, he probably he probably loved this bicycle. It was a new one too, by the way. You could tell by the frames. And he probably really dug this bike, and he was very excited. And he uh, went down to the bike store, and he rode out with it, and he was great. See, and he rode around a couple of times, and. At the, so he came up to his pad in the village and he clamped it on the sidewalk there and put the chain and he bought himself a $12 chain with a big $17 lock that weighed four pounds. <laughs> and, and there it was, by the way. The lock was still there intact. The chain was great, although you could see where they tried to steal that. Uh, there were a few nips at the chain where somebody said, geez, a great-looking chain here, Fred. Let's take that, too. So uh, ultimately, all that was left was this little thing. And I thought to myself, well, now, what's the next step to this guy? He's not going to go out and buy another bicycle uh, quickly. If he does, he's going to try to figure out a way to, to, to keep it someplace. And that is a chief problem with them. And I'm not anti-bike. In fact, I'm pro-bicycle. But we're also dealing with reality here. Right? And I think that ultimately, you're going to see somebody who's going to say, getting around the city on roller skates is not only fun. It really is, you know. Let's face it, roller skating is basically fun. Uh, you're going to enjoy this thing. I suspect it'll be much safer, even though there will be initial scabs on your knees, exactly what you got when you were nine. <laughs> Which will be a nice, nice, pleasant glow of nostalgia, too, you know, when you're home putting the, putting the uh, Band-Aids on your scabs, you know. You say, well, you know. So this, this, uh, and then, of course, then they'll devise, uh, just like they've done for bicycling, they'll devise special skating costumes. And the skating costume will have a nicely concealed pad in the knee. See, so when you go down, you know, nothing. Your knee just bounces right off. And, uh, 
And yeah, it'll, and it'll be some kind of a jumpsuit, you know, real hip looking. And as soon and, and as long as you can get a, a patch on there, you know, that says uh, Greenwich Street uh, Roller Skating Eagles, uh, the Greenwich Street Roller Skating Ace AC. Well, that'll help a little bit too. And of course, it's going to have to take articles like in the New York Magazine. They're going to have to hold the Gloria Steinem roller skates to work every day. It's very important. Uh, if you can get Gore Vidal to roller skate to his latest argument with Norman Mailer, that'd be kind of good. If you can get the, you know, if you can get some kind of roller skating fanatic to appear on the, uh, it has to be something like Jane Fonda, I think. Jane Fonda, and, and you have to get a poster, uh, a poster of Shirley MacLaine roller skating to the newest civil rights demonstration. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to combine the whole bit, see. It's got to be protest, the whole thing, see. And uh, plus the fact that you have to bring in these expensive Belgian roller skates, the kind with the matched stainless steel German silver wheels. Ultimately, uh, we think that there is a real market there. So we have made a prediction. The oracle has spoken, has spoken, has speaked. Oh, there goes the bugle. Oh, God. I'll tell you. Now, just a minute here. We've only got a minute and a half here while I tighten up my skates. I have this beautiful ivory uh, skate key that was given to me by uh, this very hip uh, girl that I know. It's kind of just has emeralds on the handle here. And uh, I'll zip up my uh, skating costume. The lizard skin one. That looks kind of groovy like a lizard skin one, there, you know. And I'll go roller skating on down to the chock full of nuts. You know, they'll have special ramps, you see. For roller skaters to go up and down across the street. <laughs> oh, you can see why I'm not loved. Bring it up, please. <laughs> One sequence of Howard Cosell roller skating uh, <laughs> to make it really official. Yeah, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith in the news. You hear? We'll give you a run for your money and a softball throw and a high jump and a back I'm Jack Narvel speaking for the New Jersey Special Olympics. It's called special because all participants are mentally handicapped. This year, our state finalists will be going to Los Angeles for the National Special Olympics. To cover these costs, we're inviting you to participate in our annual fundraising campaign. For more information, call 609-298-2500. Whose garden was this? must have been lovely 
Did it have flowers? I've seen pictures of flowers And I'd love to have smelled one Whose river was this? Whose garden is the earth? Whose beauty the forest? Yours? Ours? But if we don't value our gifts, we'll lose them. That's why we need all the trees and green life we can keep. That's why we need your help preventing forest fires. Ah, tell me again, I need to know The forests had trees, the meadows were green The oceans were blue, and birds really flew Can you swear that was true?